Hi, it's Log here. Now, I've got a little bit of an apology to make because when I started doing the first recording for this podcast, I, it's not my fault. I need to make that very clear. Uh, when I opened Audacity to start recording my voice, it had automatically selected 8,000 hertz. And apparently, that's not a high enough number to stop you sounding like you're underwater in the 90s. So, bear with it. It does improve around two-thirds of the way in, but this is my little apology to say the default settings on Audacity betrayed me and ultimately betrayed you. Again, not my fault, not your fault, someone's fault, Joe's fault. Log has been cursed with real audio compression voice until further notice. Hey, you there. Press your earbuds in tighter. That's right, I want you to hear this all the way in. It's the Regular Features Podcast. I'm John Blythe, and in a Zoom chat with me today are two other gentlemen who I'm sure you'll love as much as I do. Who are you, Mr. H? Doing a little (laughs) dance for the boys that they can't see? (laughs) My name is Steve Hogarty, and I'm here tonight to tell you all about Georgian Follies. And the man who upturned the Victorian gardening hegemony. <laughs> oh, I love hearing people who aren't serious talking about hegemonies. Mm. How about you, Joe? Who are you, full name, and what have you got? I'm Joseph Valerian Scrabbles, and I'm going to respond with a little help from a couple of guys you might come to know to an email from a paedophile's accountant. (laughs) Oh, the intersection of paedophilia and accountancy, so rarely explored. I am going to be introducing you to the introduction, the induction, the appropriation, and the actual word I meant, which isn't coming to mind right now, of a very special group of people called the Royal Antediluvian Order of Buffaloes. I've come into contact with them, and I'm going to expose them for who they really are. <laughs> it's about time. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular features. Hey, guys, guess what? Guess where I've been? What? What? Where? What? I went on a little jaunt. I went on a little jaunt down to the southwest of England on a... Socially distant trip to Hestercombe Gardens because my friend, um, what come you thinking? The moment Hestercombe, 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 Hestercombe Gardens. And I know what you're thinking. You just Hestercombe to Hestercombe. <laughs> I saw the look on your face. Um, you said, "Well, you couldn't have gone to Hestercombe Gardens because Hestercombe Gardens isn't open on a Sunday." And what I would say to that is, a didn't say I went on a Sunday. I did go on a Sunday. C, you are correct. They are closed on a Sunday. But D, I know the guy who runs the marketing account for Hestercombe Gardens. (laughs) That's right. What doors does that open for you, apart from the doors to Hestercombe Gardens on a Sunday? (laughs) The front gates. (laughs) Largely the doors to Hestercombe Gardens Mm. on a Sunday. Um, But you'd be surprised to learn that Hestercombe Gardens, it's a it's a veritable hive of activity on a Sunday. Just when you think all of Hestercombe Gardens, gardeners, and uh, 
prune, pruning pruning g- girls. Yep. <laughs> are all asleep That's in them. bed. That's with their sexy secateurs. You think they sleep all the way through Sunday? <laughs> no, they are they are awake, they're at it. They are making sure that Hesticum Gardens is in tip top shape for the full reopening. Uh, probably next spring by now. It is still it is now open for people who want to visit, but it is in a state of it's in a state of constant. It's just on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this marketing person really got inside your head, Steve. <laughs> it's falling to pieces. It's a absolute no. You know what? It's a beautiful example of Georgian landscape gardening. Mm. I was introduced to the world of Georgian landscape gardening by my friend who owns Hesticum the social media Garden. accounts for <laughs> Garden. So, what, it, what would a Georgian garden have that a Victorian garden wouldn't? Oh, so glad you asked. So, <laughs> I'm so glad I did too. That's not even in the script. Victorian gardens, <laughs> they loved their straight edge privet lines, their gravel paths, their flower beds at right angles, their long driveways, oh, and their formal attitude towards topiary. Dorcas nerds. Yeah. yeah. Crunchy were... gravel and right angles, what, frankly, you don't find in nature. Mm. Absolutely. They God were... doesn't build in straight lines. If you don't mind me saying... Perpenshitula. <laughs> Absolutely. Georgian. Now, we move on to Georgian. Now, the Georgians... They were up for anything. They loved a good laugh. They were all about uh, land, like landscapes, framing landscapes. So you would walk to a certain point in the garden and you'd turn around and then pow, you'll see like through a grove in the trees. The trees, the branches would frame some incredible hillscape in the, in the, in the, in the distance. And then you'd move to another part of the garden and you'd be looking down to a lake and it's like, fuck, and now it's a bloody fucking lake. You didn't even know there was a lake there. And suddenly that's there. <laughs> what they loved is follies. Follies, small buildings dotted around the gardens. Little huts, little sheds, little chapels, little medit- meditative areas where you could gaze upon the gardens from different perspectives. He told me that... The Georgian sense of humour included things like, so there was a witch's hut and there was also a Christian chapel. And from each folly, you could see two other follies. And from the witch's hut, <laughs> a symbol of the occult, I don't have to tell you, you could see the Christian chapel. <laughs> <laughs> so Georgians were shitting themselves, absolutely shitting themselves. <laughs> when you could see a Christian chapel a revered symbol of the church from a dirty, dirty witch's hut where witches do shits. <laughs> <laughs> At every point along the way... Oh, that's funny. I've just got a WhatsApp message from the guy, from my friend Chris. <laughs> he was like, are you talking about George and Follies? I said, my, uh, my balls my are tingling. Just blown up. <laughs> <laughs> At every point along the way, uh, he, he would occasionally mention... Uh, somebody called Capability Brown. And I, Capability Brown is in the back of my head as a trivia answer to something, but I don't know what the question is, and I sort of summarized it on the way. Is it, who do you think is a cowboy but isn't? 
<laughs> the meanest, baddest landscape gardener of the West. Um, and then I thought, um, oh shit, I need to write a feature. And then I thought, uh, Mrs. Brown's boys, cap- Mrs. Brown's capability, Brown's boys. Then I wrote a script. <laughs> what a what a glimpse under your creative frock. <laughs> I really hope there's fucking loads about Victorian versus Georgian architecture in this, or I will call it a waste of time that you've just told us all those facts. Right. Teachers. Oh, that was just for us. It's <laughs> <laughs> just for us. You got your script ready? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. <clears throat> Have any, of you ever, have any of you ever seen Mrs. Brown's Boys? No. I watched the one Good. where she got into the Christmas tree and it looked like she was humping it like a dog. Yeah. And it was- I've seen one, one Christmas episode of Mrs. Brown's Boys, which informed the entire format. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Christmassy feature. Uh, Asher, hello. I didn't see you come in there. My name's Capability Brown, the 18th century English landscape architect responsible for many of the parks and gardens renowned across this fine country's treasured National Trust parks and houses. Excuse me, Mummy, it's me, one of your many hundreds of boys, and I am hungry for chips. Would you feck off? Can't you see him in the middle of damming the river Glime at Blenheim Palace to ornament a series of cascades which will divert and then reconverge upon Van Brew's Grand Bridge, submerging the lower stories of the structure in a spectacle many will one day regard as a quintessential English landscape? Oh, sorry, Mammy. It's just I would really, really like a chip. Excuse me, Mammy. It's me, another boy, and I've heard over the transom that there's talk of chips. Now listen here, Mammy. If you are dispersing chips to your beloved boys, I wish to be compensated appropriately. Please allocate me a chip or two, Mammy. I am not greedy. You two really are a pair of sufferable feckin' Egypts. If there's not enough, I have to orient the natural amphitheatre of the surrounding gardens of Belvoir Castle in a manner that not only su- not only supports the perennial blooming plants throughout the year, but hydrates them using the natural moraines that run beneath the Southwest Range. I have to be a constant source of bleeding chips for you pair of wandering, incalculable gobshites. Uh, sorry, Mummy, it's just that by the time I navigate the many rings of recessed ha-ha walls that surround our house in order to il- preserve the illusion of an unbroken law stretching out to the horizon while simultaneously providing defence against intruders and boundaries for grading, grazing livestock, I'm very hungry for a chip chip for me. And that goes double for me, Mammy. Mammy! Mammy, I've just descended from the lavish storeroom of the East Wing, and I could not help but fixate upon our grade two listed formal gardens, whose impossibly straight three-mile driveway bisects the landscape so perfectly that that it encourages me to a ravenous hunger. Hunger for a single chip, Mammy. Mammy! Oh, Mammy, give me a chip immediately, or murder me right now where I stand. Ah, for feck's sake, I don't have any chips. All I've got is my passion for bounded lawns, formal structure, and painterly serpentine lakes that will define English gardens for centuries to come and will not, 
as soon as I die, become reflexively reviled by a new generation of landscape architects who criticise my work as failing to convey the dramatic conflict of order and nature so that they may differentiate their own style from the hegemony of my work. Okay, well, I I smell a chip. I smell a chip too. (sighs) Have you checked your pockets? Oh, my pockets are full of chips. Hooray! Hooray! Hooray. Chips! Chips. Oh my god, chips! I love them! Save the day! Is it long chips or round chips? I don't care, I love chips! Can I put my hand in your pocket? What a pair of inconceivable (laughs) smears I've raised. Ah, but I do love them. Good night. I don't really have a feature because I've been perplexed and worried and intrigued by an email that I got. A real email. That's, That's a real, real. bag of emotion for one email, John. I know, and you'll soon see why. Um, I thought I thought I couldn't really draft a reply. I was worried about it, so I thought we could all draft one together. And you'll 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 see why it's important. Oh, we, can, we can do your whole inbox. How many have you got and replied? Inbox zero. <laughs> Let's get Joe to inbox zero <laughs> This uh, is titled, this email, Hello, dot, 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 dot. Kindly reply. Uh, and it's from someone called Lawrence Pierre. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you heard of Lawrence Pierre? I have not. Uh, no. Well, Direct from the desk of kind Laurence of, Pierre. I want to Google it so I've got something to say, but I don't. I, but my clacking would be too loud. Let's start. I'm indeed glad to be in contact with you, even though this medium of communication, in brackets, internet, has been grossly abused by criminal-minded people, making it difficult for people with genuine intention to correspond and exchange views without scepticism. So he's gone... Immediately, yeah, like, mate. this guy's serious. In the 90s, you'd have a number of people pointing out to you that actually email and the internet are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> I am Lawrence Pierre, financial assistant to late Jeffrey Epstein, financier, owner, an American billionaire who died recently in New York prison. (laughs) For reasons I am not going to describe. (laughs) You're absolutely correct. (laughs) Lawrence, the financier, does not tell me why Epstein died in the famous and impregnable New York prison. The clink, they call it. Two days before his death, he instructed me to give $10.5 million to an individual for charity work. 40% will be for you that will handle the distribution of the fund, and 60% goes for the charity work. That's almost $4 million for us, boys. I like how they they floated a big number, 10 million. No, no, you can't have all that. You can only have have four four and a bit. Whilst I've had to revise my original spending plans, that's still (laughs) a fair bit of change. (laughs) Please, you should keep this confidential to yourself. Shit. (laughs) <laughs> he also warned me to remain anonymous Well, sorry, Lawrence The public and government should not be aware of this donation Because you don't want Epstein money, really, do you? 
Take note, you will not be asked to pay tax or legal fee charges. How do you know? That's I'm doing deal. it. Uh, as soon as you <laughs> respond to this email that you can use this money wisely for charity work, I will make urgent arrangement for this money to be with you in three to four working days. Reply to me with the following details. Full names, address, occupation, telephone number. Regards, Lawrence Pierre. Now, All right. I feel like we should make our case for regular How features. How long ago did you get this email? I got this on Tuesday. Right, so that's three to four days ago. Yeah, but... And you're what if, still if part of the podcast. If it's only just gone to me, then I think it's all right. I reckon we can do it. I am gonna, I've switched this from the work email that I got it at to a, to a burner email, just in case it is actually a criminal. Okay, so you, you really are replying to him with this. Well, we are. That's the point. Let's all reply. Okay. And then what, what happens if he comes back and actually helps? So we're going to be indirectly embroiled in the Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficking. No, 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 no. We're not going to get <laughs> on the flight logs, clear. are we? He's made it very clear, A, that he won't tell us why he died. <laughs> B, right. that he, this he, happened two days before his death, so hands are clean. The death, who knows what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just won't mention any of the Epstein stuff. So I think okay. we're fine. It's not, like, not wanna... it's not like all the money we're going to get is going to have Epstein's face in it instead of the Queen's. Yeah, well, mm. I mean, it'll, yeah. It'll, well, yeah, oh, like, he could know. be on the other side, couldn't he? He oh, could. Shit. <laughs> They've replaced Elgar with him. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows in this crazy world? Like in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> when in Beverly Hills Cop did they replace it? They print all the money with his face on it, don't they? It's the fake money. Oh, oh I don't remember God. that. I've got to go back. Do you not want um, to reply to well, Lawrence uh, Pierre? Oh, also, uh, four million. Uh, are we splitting it three ways? Well, three I think it goes straight. To up I think it goes episode? straight into the Patreon. Okay. I think we use it to prop up. We'll do a big blowout live show. We'll get a slap up dinner, like they say in the Vino. Uh, oh yeah. god, god, we could have like eight million pound on worth of food on. Eat out to help out. Fuck. Rishi's not thought this through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then sixty percent goes to charity work. Okay, and well, we, the charity could be helping our readers. Setting, or, set up regular features as a registered charity. It's what Bill Gates does. What was it? Yeah. Heather, <laughs> Heather Bottom Gardens? We could give a bit to them. They're probably a registered charity. I can't believe you made Heather Scum. Heather, oh, Hester's... You made it less rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so... So let's formulate a reply. Let's, full names. Okay. Um, okay, here are our full names. Well, let's just... Reginald Features. Oh, no, let's say Joe uh, Xavier... Oh, my God. Yeah, what's your crazy middle name? Valerians. Valerian Scrabbles. Oh. I'm not writing my full name back to a scammer. I'm using a burner email address for okay, a reason. Right. <laughs> Just put Jonathan Log Blythe. Yeah, okay, ah, Jonathan. Yeah. Because that is, like, <laughs> so similar. But, not but I've spelt Jonathan a bit it. wrong. Nice. Okay. Thank, it's all Thank you for your consideration in this. E's at the end of Blythe. Okay, yeah, Blythe. And then a P at the end. Blythe. <laughs> no, it's got a subcontinental flavour now. I like hmm. it. Uh, address? I, um, Can we use the what? King Billy's address? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but put three E's and a P on the end oh, of yeah, the county. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, uh, it's number six. Six. <laughs> E-Y-E. 
E Y A E E P Okay. Boulevard. Boulevard. North. North. That's it. Yep. Yep. What's our occupation? Crime. Prince of Crime. Prince of Crime. Viscount of Wonder. Viscount of Wonder. Anything else? Dick Duke. Dick Duke. Office manager. Plus office, office manager. Plus, I'll write, I'll do the number, not the, num, the number plus. Uh, office <laughs> manager. And then I'll multi-talented at the end. Mm. <laughs> In brackets. Telephone number. All of them. Yes. Use your heart. Just, yes. You'll get it right. <laughs> yes. Use your heart. You'll get it right. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, what was he, he wanted us to? We've got to handle the distribution. Yeah, I can do that. Keep us confidential. I think, I think to start off by saying how much you want those sweet Epstein books. Yeah, so wait. You will not be asked to... As soon as you respond to this email that you can use this money wisely for charity work, I will make urgent yeah. arrangement. Okay. Okay, we, I, we need... I think Log's right. I think uh, formal letter writing, we need to express gratitude mm-hmm. for his interest in our philanthropy. Thank right. you. Thank you for your internet. Dear Laurie Baby, thank you for your internet... Baby. Baby. <laughs> oh, I spent thank I've spelt thank thack, but I'm gonna That's stick fine, with that's it. fine. Thank you for your internet, baby. We'll we'll edit it later. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, you didn't want me to write that. I've already written it. We'll edit we, that later. We received it. Oh, we're sending it in a with... Google wave, it's all there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Keeping it old school. Um uh I want that money want and that I want money. you to give it to me. Big time. And I want you to send it right down. The, the very old... internet we're both using right now. We're both using. <laughs> both using right now. Okay. If it creates a bulge in the internet, please make sure you are not standing on the pipe. Because I want the money, and I don't want you to explode the money on your own face in your room. Hmm. It's in because you might burst it. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't look into the phone receiver because the oh. money will shoot into your face. Don't and it look. will explode your face and you could play your teeth like a xylophone if a, a whimsical coyote was nearby. <laughs> <laughs> if and only if... <laughs> Okay. You're getting all this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I might, I'm doing it sort of a shorthand version, but I think it. Yep. I yep. think it's fine. All right, mm. new paragraph because that's all the bit where we express gratitude. Great. Now, to business. Now he knows. Now, now to the meat. I'm writing. <laughs> um, so we've got to explain why we'd use the charity money wisely. Why? Because it's how? the kind thing to do. I think I was just echoing Steve's sentiment there. <laughs> he just says, 
as soon as you respond to this email that you can use this money wisely for charity work. So maybe all we need to say is, yes, I, I will use the charity work money well. Yeah, that wouldn't be much of a feature, though, would it? No, just, but this isn't. <laughs> like, just said that and then okay, we'll start off. Say, Lawrence. Lawrence. Yes. Uh, let's be real here. This is a lot of money. All I've got is yeah, four million dollars potentially, and and a gaping hole in my heart where a little old buddy of mine called Charity lives. Charity comes in many forms. Yeah. Did Charity carve that hole in your heart just to move in there? Because that is a really uncharitable thing to do. That is a dick move, <laughs> dick. It's a cuckoo. Cuckoo motherfucker. I think it's, it's funny if you say <laughs> motherfucker, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, so carry on. By the way... Joe, don't type yeah. what I'm saying in, otherwise it's going to get really confusing for Lauren. Oh, yeah, never mind. Carry on. All that, all the yeah, don't put that in. Don't tran- don't literally transcribe everything. Just like pick up on the the important bits. I thought you were dictating. I think the best uh, thing to do is take Steve as dictating and me as just a barracking sort of like crow that's standing on Steve's shoulder. Okay. And, and it's funny that you said crow log. because there are a lot of poorly crows with crooked wings. Oh. Yeah. And I think $4 million will go a small way towards correcting the wings of maladjusted crows and other corvids in England and Wales. <laughs> England and Wales. What do, you, what do you think of that? Is that I, 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 I think I that's great. Right. I, I, I think it's I good that, that you didn't include first, Scotland because um, they have a separate jurisdiction and legal system there. So like England and Wales... Brilliant. We're not overshooting our authority. Okay. Also, only yeah. Be in England I've never seen a Wales. crow in Wales with, a, with any source of impediment to its well-being. I was thinking, Crow Magnon. If we just bought ice creams for crows, is there a catchy thing going on in there? Should we just spend it all on Magnums and give maybe a couple of them to a crow, and then we can just live the fucking high life in a swimming pool full of melted. Magnums. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good because we can. That gives us a bit more flexibility. So I think Magnums is, is is the way to go. Magnums as a stepping stone to helping a crow. And also, <laughs> kind of bringing breaking in the idea of guns for when we finally reveal that we're going to start gun running on his money. Oh, the Magnum gun. Yeah, well, we just... Not obviously, I mean ice creams at the minute, but by the end of this letter, I'm imagining we'll have gone pretty breaking bad. Okay. So if you can um, go to the top of that paragraph, Joe... Yeah. Uh, using the H2 header, just yep. put guns. Yes! Two guns... Slash H2 to close the header. Okay. Steve, Shall I read I mean, back what we've got? Also, yeah. Steve... It's yeah. an email, not the internet. Stop using headers. Can you not use headers in? You can. You can use HTML and emails. Yes. Yeah. Okay. God. Twenty twenty. <laughs> Full like names. a plain text email. This this from the man who says emails different to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Full names: Jonathan Logblathieb, 
maybe address. maybe change that it's very similar to logs name <laughs> just call him what if i just fill it okay so wait Time. okay now instead of jonathan it's just j o o o o o o n log blytheep john log blytheep okay address I... 6 i reap boulevard <laughs> north Occupation, Prince of Crime, Viscount of Wonder, Dick Duke, plus office manager, multi-talented. Telephone number, yes, use your heart, you'll get it right. <laughs> Dear Lorry Baby, thank you for your internet, baby. We'll edit that later. I want that money big time, and I want to send it right down the very internet we're both typing in or looking at right now. If it creates a bulge in the internet, please don't stand on the pipe that it's in, because you might burst it. Don't look at the phone receiver or the money might shoot out and your teeth will be played like a marimba by a coyote. Marimba, nice edit, nice on the spot yeah, editing. Good, I yeah. forgot. H2 guns slash H2. <laughs> <laughs> now to the meat. Lawrence, let's be real. It's just me, you and a dog. I've got four million dollars and a hole in my heart where that money can go. And also there's a charity that needs six million more dollars. I'm your man, Lawrence. I'm your man and I've got a cuckoo, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a barracking crow on Steve's sol soldier. And it's funny I say crow because there's a lot of poorly crows with crooked wings and we can correct those wings on maladjusted crows and corvids and whales with a dollar or two. This would only be in England and Wales, not Scotland. Don't worry. Crow Magnum? Ice creams for crows? I'm just spitballing here, but I think we can make them happy in a swimming pool made of melted magnums. That's good. It's flexible. We're going magnums for crows. Four million for that? Yeah. Also, I need guns, which are also magnums. I'm going to shoot a crow. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out that works, I think. <laughs> remember sent. when shortly after we started Regular Features, we were like the number one rising comedy podcast in the mm. UK on the Apple iTunes podcast store? This is one. Ooh, squirty, squirty. You squirty, birty. Ooh, squirty, squirty. You dirty, birty. It's like a Well, you know I've got a pub. Let's get that out of the way. But my feature today is not about my pub. I pulled my I pulled my head out of my ass and I've stopped <laughs> thinking that the pub is the only thing in the world that exists because it has enveloped and smothered me. It's going to be an allegory for a pub, though, surely. Well, it's going to be kicked off by something that happened in the pub, because that's where I spend all my mother-loving time. Mm. But, um, yeah, uh, the BBC, or a production company, asked if they could use my pub for to record an episode of Who Do You Think You Are? Wow! Oh, I love that yeah. show. So I was, and Everyone they, loves that show. It's a very nice show in which celebrities show their sides... Yeah, they cry and, at how much worse their ancestors were than them. Yeah, and in a sock mill making socks. <laughs> they didn't. And then they cry into a sock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> made this. <laughs> the sock was made with the exact same techniques that your great great aunt would have used when she lost a leg making the sock. <laughs> making socks, in the she's made a killing on the savings on socks after she lost a leg. <laughs> she invested in Here's her. an old black and white picture of her smiling, pointing at her stump, saying, good no. on the socks. <laughs> good on the socks. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. <laughs> Please continue. Like, that's when Patrick Stewart burst into tears. <laughs> Little stumps. Oh, she was an hero. Um, I want you to know that I can't tell you who the celebrity was. And, well, the point was, it's gonna be... not who he is, but why he was in my pub. Okay. And he was in my pub to meet... Um, a member of the Royal Antediluvian Order of Buffalo, which is a group of people who um, met in the upstairs room of our pub in the 80s and 90s. Um, what did they do up there? That's a secret known only to that order. Why are they called Royal Antediluvian Order of Buffalo? Fucking crazy, isn't it? Whimsical lads, I'm sure. <laughs> It's a, I've, I decided to research the founding of them and how they came to be and what they are now and how they wake, how they came through the ages. Mm. Um, it's they're they're kind of they're just basically masons, but they were founded a hundred years later and do all the same stuff. Mm. But I don't know what the difference is. I think they just wanted to be a bit funnier, call themselves Buffalo, make it seem a bit more like a JP sketch. Mm. Interesting. So what, but let's yeah. rewind through time. Did any of this come up in your orientation as a Mason of Nottingham? Well, do you know what? The reason I've done... This is my first chance to do anything like this. Because, like, doing Masonic content felt a little bit, mm, well, pretty much well, redundant, isn't it? I'm, I am one. <laughs> what What do I do? I'm not making taking piss out of myself for being one because... That would hit home too hard. But these losers, these fucking idiots. <laughs> the Buffalo Boys. The Buffalo Boys, founded 100 years after us. The fucking new boys on the block over there, thinking they can meet in a room and not have women. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I think we'll just rewind to the year 1822 and see how the fuck all this started up. Okay. And before we do, am I allowed to... What's the project rate you want the kilohertz to be at, Steve? 48,000, please. I'll change that now. It was on 8,000. I hope to God it wasn't recording at that rate eight. earlier. Just fuck, eight. Fuck, fuck off. But it, it let me change it without saying you have got to change the whole thing. What are you changing it on? Uh, audacity, the thing at the bottom left. Oh. oh. <clears throat> Add... No one recalls it. It's either 44,100 or 48,000. It had snapped to 8,000 on a grid. <laughs> I don't that know. sounds okay. awful. I don't, I don't know what that is. That's uh. not enough thousands. I'll oh. tell you what, I think those sync claps are going to be fucking useless. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 8,000. You're recording in a shoe. A sixth <laughs> of my voice. I'm, I'm assuming... Oh, no. Will we... We can't do anything about it now. I could I could draw your sound waves by hand. <laughs> <laughs> I could scratch them into a wax disc. Mother, this is not. Don't don't let this be bad. I will we'll find out afterwards. Log has changed his settings from telephone to podcast. Part one: the founding of the Royal Antediluvian Order of Buffaloes. It is the year eighteen twenty-two. And Log, Steve, and Joe are meeting in an old house. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to my man cave. Who wants beer served in a kind of vessel that will one day seem old-fashioned, but is completely contemporary to us? 
You bet your fashionable new coat with puffed sleeves I do. Lads. The way you just said lads was ominous, Joe. <laughs> lads. The way you just said lads again was even more ominous, Joe. Lads, I just fired so hard my undergarments are shot halfway down my britches. Ah, tis a familiar bind. So familiar that my wife, who has just invented jogging but hasn't told anyone about it yet, has cut me a farting hole in my jogging bottoms. How precisely does a hole in one's jottoms help? The hole is concentric with my anus, so when I fart out a rip-snorter, it blasts my beneathwear directly through the portal. As my wife runs around behind me with a laundry basket and a peg on her nose. Joe, in the absence of such a efficacious hole, allow me to fish your pants out of your trouser leg using this, my longest arm. If you could, I've got my hands increasingly full with this horny sausage dog. I shall drop my breeches in solidarity with the struggles of my beloved companions. Darling, I've popped the pants you shit this morning into the kettle for a quick boil clean. There'll be what on earth is going on in here? Uh oh. <laughs> Say something, Joe. This all looks really bad and gay. And the dog's getting excited. <laughs> oh, is this me? <laughs> Oh, I, I don't really know how Rene from a low, low talks. Is he just Fred? It's just Fred. You stupid you woman. You stupid woman. Do it, uh, without me shout, do it without me shouting it as well. You stupid woman. Can you not see we are performing a ritual dating back to the beginning of human society? Get out quickly before your tits make a shambles of the solemnity of this sacrosanct ceremony. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought... Well, I thought you were getting pulled off in your britches by log while Steve yanked on his dick like he was summoning a butler. I am such a horrible, suspicious wife to one of you. How can you ever forgive me? Well, if you made us all a cup of tea, that'd be a start. Right away, my husband and two other men. I think she bought it. Steve, you do realise we're going to have to come back next week now. Otherwise, she'll get suspicious that this isn't a real ritual. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have to do the weird sex stuff again, just in case she walks in. <laughs> Sausage dog's just done a big, weird, oily spunk on my frilly Regency-era tunic. Yeah, sorry about that. He's not been well. Okay, well, I'll type up the minutes and see you again next week, I suppose. Those were the minutes. <laughs> That's amazing yeah. that they've We're survived so long. <laughs> and there's a point which I, yes, I was, there's a, a line of explanation that I'd left out there, but we'll see if it's obvious. <laughs> but anyway, part two of this, part two, the second set of minutes that I've recovered from the attic in my pub, mm. uh, 100 years ago later. Uh, so it's uh, tw 1920. So that's 100 the minutes of this years meeting. ago later? Yes. <laughs> okay. That was 200 years ago. The maths checks out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
What about World War One, eh? Glad that's over. Oh, far too many trenches for my liking. I like the poppies. I thought the poppies were nice. Anyway, let's carry on. It's now it's time for the 5,200th odd meeting of this Honourable Lodge, meeting as we do in Steve's scullery, to display, as we have since time immemorial, our values of fraternal love and harmony. The sausage dog has been fluffed and is on the vinegars. Then it is time to winch down the mechanical wife. Behold, the one who seeks to scold us. Ooh. Terrible wife. Oh, a ter- awful woman. What terrible, awful wife work. woman. What rotten no, women. Rotten no, egg. No. Bad, you no. silly woman wife. She speaks. What are you boys up to? I hope you are not fucking and sucking and kissing and fisting and tossing each other off into a satanic cauldron. You stupid woman. Stupid woman. Can you not see we are brethren? Oh, do I have to be doing French again? No, it's fine. (laughs) Our brethren of an ancient and holy order who simply appear to be sucking and fucking and whatnot if you are a big stupid wife. Oh... I am a big stupid wife. Ew. What a rotter. Pelter with filth. Stupid pig ass. I shall take my leave. Yeah. And now, as we have every week for a hundred years, we must all shit our pants and put them in a kettle and drink the hot beige soup that is produced. Yeah, that's the point. I, the line I missed from the first one is mm. that she brought the tea in and his knickers had been in the kettle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, maybe, okay. I, yeah. I think it some, just... Some of the traditions of these ancient sects are not just not known. L- lost and I guess time. that would be they, post minutes, they the may first s- time. Yeah, they, they may, they, the, the methods of these people may seem inscrutable. Not everything is documented. Mm. You've got to leave something for the Screen Daily bloggers to write about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, as I say, we drink the hot beige soup that is produced, and as we do every week, we must say how nice it is, so as not to upset the mechanical Queen of England who is locked in our cellar, like in the Evil Dead. Lads, I do think this part of the ceremony is why we're finding it harder in these slightly more modern times to recruit new members. Well, it's tradition, Joe, and if you don't like it, fuck off. And spend some time with your wife. (laughs) And which leads us to um, the modern day, which is Mm. happening right now. Um, So let's just dip in, dip our toes into... They're live streaming. ...the warm today's waters. (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 10,400 of the Royal Antediluvian Order of Buffaloes podcast, coming at you like we do every week from the cupboard underneath Steve's stairs. The only room in the house where Steve's rotten, stinking wife can't hear us. That's right. My awful wife, who in a modern turn of events is now a man. But she still respects the centuries-long tradition of being an absolute ball ache. What have you got for us this week, Joe? This week, like every week, I'll be telling you about the time I carried my sausage dog in a papoose and his little lipstick came out and a short-sighted old man thought it was an outy belly button and said, coochie-coochie-coo, then stuck his finger into it. Did my dog do a big weird oily spunk? You'll have to wait and see. And I'll be running through the best sachets of packet soup to disguise the flavour of the weak shit broth we have to drink every week to prevent the coming of the apocalypse. This week, the tomato and minestrone soups that are the only ones they ever do in little. 
Get a new flavour, little. But before that, I want you to run... I want to run through the top five sticky situations I've been in since the last time we met. Sticky situation number one. My wife walked in on me squeezing a rubber cock ring into my eye socket. I called her a stupid woman and that any fool could see it was a funny black eye that I'd got from looking into a joke telescope. She apologised profusely. Number two. My wife walked in on me with a baton up my ass, pretending to conduct pretending to conduct one of Brahms' Hungarian dancers. I called her a stupid woman, and she walked out of the room shaking her head before I even had to think of a real excuse. Close shave. Number three. My wife walked in on me trying to hammer a pencil into my dick. I called her a stupid woman and asked her to call me an ambulance. Memo to self. Maybe hammer it down the urethra and along the pipe of my dick next time. Perpendicular. Hurting dicular, more like. Number four. My wife walked in with two suitcases, and I said, You stupid woman, we haven't booked a holiday to the seaside at all. She walked out, without even bothering to apologise. Rude. Number five. And that's the last time my wife walked in on me. However, I have zipped the lion's share of my ball bag into my trousers, and I'm too scared to unzip it in case the zip's the only thing keeping them on. Brilliant. Let's not bother with our features, Steve. I agree. See you next week. Love you. Love you too. Bye. I'm Barack Obama. And I meant Romney. And I listen to regular features. Well, I listen to it twice as much. Well, I listen to them all in order again and again. I listen to it seven times. I can pick a random one out and name it. But why'd you have to get so confrontational? Oh, I'm sorry. It's just a two-party system in action. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the regular features podcast if you like us if you like what we do if you like what we stand for if you like love if you don't stand for anything you'll sit down for everything that's that's my motto (laughs) never never a truer or more nonsensical thing has been said you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features. And that's where you'll find all of the details and information you need to how to support, to how, to how to support the podcast that we do. To how to support, yes. Yeah. It's, you know what? We should start recording this bit at the beginning of the podcast. Because, at the very start. Yeah. Because I think we go out on Are Your lips big, tired. Yeah. My lips are <laughs> sagging. At least one of my lips is down to 50% shields. <laughs> You've got to divert some power oh from your anus. <laughs> Slacken it up oh down man. there so the lips at the top can charge up again. Oh, I've um, never thought of your cheeks as your hull before, but I, I'm, just, I'm doing it now. So, especially in this weather, because we are recording during the famous heat wave of 2020. As why, don't heat, known. why don't heat waves have names like hurricanes? Yeah. Heat what wave. would you call this one, Joe? Diana. Diana. Heat wow. wave Diana has oh, swept the nation the and killed a woman. Princess. And the, huh? heat wave, the heat wave of hearts. Yeah. The, the, yeah. <laughs> it's very beautiful, really. And this heat wave standed like... on a landmine. <laughs> <laughs> and now she has got a trickling brook in what? London. <laughs> a trickling brook? <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she's got a little figure of eight bit of running water that... Dedicated to a oh. memorial, love. Diana Memorial. Mm. I, I hope I inspire a fucking brook. Well, just like Princess Diana, I hope this Only it's full of piss. is a distant memory soon. <laughs> and just like Princess Diana, I would like 
to squirt one out. <laughs> oh, you know when you you know when you're trying to do a link and it's like you say something and you don't know where it's gonna go. Mm. Yeah, but you just you like really Princess offensive. Diana, I would like to award Buffalo names to our Patreon <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You, you really entered that tunnel without knowing whether you'd come out the other side, Steve. Oh good lord. <laughs> Just like Princess Diana, <laughs> I would like to award buffalo names to some of our most recent patrons. Mm. Can you think of buffalo names for these <laughs> readers? Lucci. Milky. <laughs> Caspian. Uh, mozzarella boy boy. Beep, 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 buff, buff. <laughs> I was just thinking Caspian, but I mean, we can go with mozzarella boy boy. <laughs> And Damien Matthews. I fucking know nothing about buffalo. Okay, let's let's diagnose a buffalo for features. It's got um, curly it's got, hair. It's oh, got a mane. Could have been curly hair. Mane. Yeah, Horn. Yeah. It's just they got they a chew. massive neck. They chew on things. They chew. They chew cud. Do Who, they? What was this person's name? Damien Matthews. Damien. I'm not editing any of these pauses out. Damien. This, this is all going in. Damien. He's Domain Buffalo. <laughs> Great. Yep, he Domain <laughs> Buffalo. Fantastic. We've done it. That means we can stop this episode. <laughs> oh. And move on to the next one. Despite the heat, that was the only point at which I started sweating tonight, trying to work out anything about <laughs> Buffalo. I don't know what you're talking um, about. You said mozzarella boy boy. <laughs> you did it early. <laughs> Um, if you'd like to, oh, you know how in like uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, uh, if you let the LP go to the end, mm-hmm. uh, it syncs up back again with the beginning of the album. The end of Pink Floyd syncs up with the beginning of Pink Floyd. <gasps> famous, famous, famously, Dark Side of the Moon is a loop. What was it recorded right. on a fucking Klein bottle or something? <laughs> recorded on a Klein bottle. <laughs> that is such. A- <laughs> Trigonometry, geometry nerds joke. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, now you throw me now. Um, my point was that we record the intro to the podcast after we record the outro. So for mm. fun, you can compare our energy levels on the way in versus this. And the yeah. the most the most sharp contrast will be our energy, our energy levels after the intro going into the first feature. Mm. Yes, yeah, that's where that, you get your contrast. That will be if any if you picture it on a on a sliding scale a ha ha wall of energy. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you do have all the information needed to laugh at that. So great. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Oh, Good night. Love you. I love you. I love you. Klein bottle. <laughs>